0: Hello fellow planeswalker, and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninja Boy, your guide to all of the different ways you can enjoy Match the Gathering, and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. So, since my last episode some personal updates on my magic experience I've been able to make it to Platinum on Standard uh, and Draft in Magic Arena so yay Red White Cycling uh, and, and blue, I guess Blue Green uh, Simic uh, Mutate has been my deck of choice uh, on Arena for Drafting um, also excitingly uh, my LGS Co- sound out to Monacy Comics here in New York City um, was able to deliver my physical orders of cards from Ikoria um, I had ordered a booster box of Vicoria, uh the five commander 20 pre and the pre-release pack which came with two uh bonus packs for as if i had competed and won prizes um i have a thread up on twitter uh follow me at EtherVortexPod. vortex pod um link in the show notes uh, that shows the haul that i made um you can see i would have gotten this pretty sick uh, pre-release deck that used all six of my rares uh it was Mostly blue, white flyers, uh, with Kahira's companion splashing for red for Vardock and Porky Parrot um, to live the Porky Parrot Glimmerbell dream, uh, and blood and black for two Blood curdles and a ch- Chittering Harvester. Um, it had pretty good fixing overall, actually, so it wasn't too unreasonable. Um, you know. I also opened a few lyrics, uh though we'll see how valuable those end up being after the banning and restrictions list uh, announcement earlier this week. Uh, I will say I do enjoy the look and feel of the SoCase comic book art uh, lands and mutate creatures um so you know in lieu of getting all what 18 of the godzilla series cards uh, i might try to collect those instead though you know, that's not going to stop me from getting the mecha godzilla hangerback walker uh love your lgs phone that's going to be coming out next month so uh, pretty exciting stuff to be able to actually feel, get some hands on physical new product. Um, you know, one thing that the arrival of physical cards means that I'm actually able to go in and update uh, some of my 88 decks with new cards from the new sets and also start building and working on new decks. Um, you know, I figured now would be a good time. And I probably once a format, you know, given I put out like maybe five to six episodes uh, per format, I think. Um you know, it would be a good time to talk about EDH uh, EDH decks and essentially do a deck tech, run through the 100 cards that I have, um, you know, at least one specific deck. Um, and, you know, what better deck to start off with than the first EDH deck I ever built, uh, Omnath Locus of Raids Hydras. So, to understand how I got to this deck, a little bit er on my early magic history. Uh, When I graduated from college in 2014, I had played some magic by borrowing decks from my friends in the anime club. Uh, Yes, I was one of those kids. Uh, This was around Theros block, and so they were largely tribal uh, from Theros. Um, I distinctly remember trying to play a red, black, and binatar deck, as well as playing against my friends' uh, mazes end deck, since uh, Dragon's Maze uh, had just been the block before. Um, You know, moving to New York after graduation, uh, I started buying product uh, primarily in the form of actually getting the pre-construction decks um, and the starter decks that came with each block, uh, specifically for Born of the Gods and Journey of the Knicks, since those were still in stores. Um, the green decks from each of those had Hero's Bane and Nessian Wild's Ravager as the, uh, face card rares there, so, you know, that definitely started me on the Hydra train, uh, and, in fact, the first couple of decks I brewed and actually bought cards for online uh, were to complete a 60-card, uh, Uh, Hydra tribal deck Actually Um, You know I definitely also remember Watching the Day 9 Spellslingers episode uh, With LSV That featured Hydras as well Um, And so all It excited all of The Timmy possibilities For what I could do With Hydra Blue Mother Um you know, I started playing uh, some limited with Faithful Forge at the store, uh, predominantly forcing uh, Timur and Gruul, kind of reinforcing that uh, color identity of green primarily and, and red secondarily. Um, you know, I, I soon got my 1st EDH precon deck after uh, the 2014 green deck led by the Planeswalker Frayles. Um And after, you know, playing some, some decks out of the box, I started upgrading it to play with my friends after work. Uh, I started adjusting using primarily the ramp packets that came in their... And slotting in some just the hydras that I wanted to play just to make them bigger and bigger. Since you know, I've been told EDH was battlecruiser magic, what else more battlecruiser than getting the biggest possible creature out possible? Um, You know, shortly after that, uh, Battle for Zendikar came out, uh, and I just fell in love uh, with the lore of the character of Omnath. Plus, there was some hydras on the plane, Um, but yeah, Omnath, uh, an avatar of the royal and you know, the mana of Zendikar. And the fact that the original Omnath, locus of mana, grew more and more as the mana filled your. Uh, mana pool not unlike exactly how hydras actually functioned um you know getting bigger and bigger with more mana and that kind of drew a connection between them for me um anyway with with the discovery of red hydras i swept uh swapped into omnath locus of raids and i just have kept this deck ever since uh adding and adjusting more hydras as you know the one or two we get per set come out um, so yeah, that's all the elements of this deck, uh, how I came to have this commander, how I ended up with the Hydra theme. Now, there are a few other rules I have to follow for myself for building commander decks. Uh, first one, I try to include cards only in modern frame if possible, uh, eighth edition or later. This is more of an aesthetic thing than anything else, but also kind of prevents the heartbreak from me, you know, trying to look up some card that oh this would go perfectly into my deck. Oh whoops, it's on the reserve list and it costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars for some common that's not even all that powerful, but would just make my deck super complete. Um, so for the sake of my own sanity, I'm just not including those those cards in my consideration um i also try to fit as many legendary creatures into the theme and color identity If i'm playing hydras you know i want to play as many hydras as possible obviously those that fit within that uh, a certain power level um and works with the deck mechanically but especially the legendary creatures just because i think edh is a format that celebrates legendary creatures um why where else i get a chance to show off all these legendary creatures i collect over the years um Again, I also do, do try to keep things on theme as much as possible. So, you know, if it doesn't fit in theme, either flavor wise or mechanically, um, you know, it, I'm not going to include it unless it just so happens uh, to fit into the theme. You know, ramp, for example, in this deck is something that you want to include in every deck. Um, if this deck did not really have ramp at the core central of like just the way the engine of this deck works, I wouldn't really include it otherwise. Um, I tend not to, uh, I tend to steer away from making good stuff decks. Um, you know, and finally, you know, I tend to stick to 36 lands exactly, um, for consistency sake. I know I probably should be customizing the lands. I will talk about a little bit later about how I should probably just the number of lands in this deck specifically. Um, part of that is though, just to make a strict limit to only 64 spells, not be tempted to go down to 35. Well, I will do 35, but that's only for cycle. But anyway, um, 35, 36, 34, 33, 28 lands, you know, just cause there's more and more cool stuff. No, I have to stick to 36 lands at least um you know that gives me a strict limit of you know only 64 spells the best 64 spells that best represents the theme i'm building around Uh, with that all said let's get into the meat of this deck um so you know let's talk about the hydras because obviously that's kind of what i build this deck as um in magic there are 51 hydras not counting changelings which that's cheating i don't count that for my top tribal decks um there are 51 hydras to date uh five of those hydras are are old-frame hydras, um, all in red. Uh, this is Ancient Hydra, Balduvian Hydra, Molten Hydra, Rock Hydra, and Spitting Hydra. Um, eight hydras uh, are outside of the gruel color identity, and so they contain either uh, white, blue, or black in their casting in their color identity. Um, this is Bioessence Hydra, which wouldn't work since I don't have planning to in this deck anyway. Uh, Hydroid Crassus. Uh, Progenitus, uh, Thunderous Snapper, uh, Zaxar, the Exemplary, and Gyrus, uh, Wake of, of Corpses, Polycrinos Unchained, and Phytohydra. Now, I could potentially make like a five color Hydra deck uh, with, you know, Um, Progenitus at the lead, but that's not, but Progenitus doesn't really work with the tribal mechanics as I really like it. So, um, you know, you could also do Animar, Hydra, Tribal, but I have other plans for an Animar deck, so um, I'm not gonna be using Animar in two decks like that. Anyway, and then aside from those, uh, two of these are silver bordered. Um, This is the multi headed augment card uh, from Unstable, as well as Hydra Doodle also from Unstable. Um, That leaves 36 Hydras remaining out of the original 51. Of These I have 30 in the deck. Now, the six that did not make it, um, we'll go through those quickly. Um, one is Capricopian. Uh, Capricopian is X in green for a goat hydra, um, and it's the battlefield with X11 one, one, plus 1 plus 1 X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. And then an opponent can play two mana and put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it and redirect the attack. A person that the is attacking only the person that Capricopian is attacking can activate this ability um frankly i will be adding to this i just haven't gotten it out of the box yet uh from my hall from Odyssey, um but that definitely is going in the deck um next up is uh bristling hydra from calades um it's a 4-3 hydra um for two green green, uh, when it enters the battlefield, create three energy, and then I can pay three energy to put plus one plus one counter on Bristling Hydra and gain hexproof until end of turn, basically making it a five four. You know, while yes, the, this one Hydra can technically grow, I only have the the cards in the set to activate that ability once, and so it's not really the endless growth of Hydra field I'm trying to go for here. So Bristling Hydra doesn't really feel like a Hydra, at least compared to everything else I'm doing in this deck. Uh, similarly, Ramanap Hydra is three in the green for a Snake Hydra from uh, Hour of Devastation. Um, and it is Vigilance Reach Trample. So a lot of keywords. Um, it gets plus one, plus one as long as I control a desert, and plus one, plus one as long as there was a desert in the graveyard for a three, three. I don't want any deserts in the deck, so it's not going to be able to grow, unfortunately. Um, Next up, we have a colorless Hydra, uh, which is Clockwork Hydra for 5-mana artifact creature. And there's the battlefield with 4 plus 1, plus 1 counters on it. Uh, when it attacks or blocks, I can remove a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it um, and deal 1 damage to target creature or player. Um, I can tap it to put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it. Unfortunately, this is just way too slow uh, to you know really beat an endless growth of Hydra. In fact, in fact, it will probably shrink down faster Um then it, it can just because uh, whenever it attacks or blocks, I even move a counter. So it's really not going to get super, super big anytime soon. Um you know, there's also Phyrexian Hydra, which is three green-green uh, with Infect. Uh, and if damage would be dealt to it, remove the damage, plus one, plus one counter for each damage prevented that way. Um, it's a 7-7. Seven, seven. So, unfortunately, one, this Hydra doesn't grow. And you can kind of see the theme here. I want Hydras that can grow big and just kind of scale, scale with the game. Um, but also, Infect just works on a different axis than... Um, Normal damage does, and as a result, be- it's not going to be going with the rest of the game plan, which would be to deal normal damage. So take out Phyrex and Hydra, before that reason. Uh, and finally, we have Honored Hydra, which f- is from uh, um, Amonkhet, uh, five in the green for Trample, six-six Snake Hydra with Embalm, three in the green. Uh, wanted I can exile from the graveyard and create a copy of it, except it's a white zombie cre- uh, Snake Hydra. Um, unfortunately, just. You know it just works out that you know it's not again this doesn't grow either it it recurs itself in the graveyard but it doesn't really grow so you know that's uh why this doesn't fit into the deck so of The 30 hydras I do have in the deck, uh, 13 soon to be 14 with Capricopian. Uh, 13 of the hydras have X in them, casting cost. Um, I'm not going to read all of these cards, rules, text mechanics, but they all have X uh, in there. Um, you know, for X in the green, uh, we have Feral Hydra, Hungering Hydra, Mistcutter Hydra, Protean Hydra. Uh, for X Red and the Green, we have Apocalypse Hydra. Uh, for X Green and the Green, we have Genesis Hydra and Hooded Hydra. Um, uh, Primordial Hydra as well. Um, oh, also X Red and the Green is Savageborn Hydra. I'm going to get alphabetical, which is why these a little out of order. Uh, X Green and the Green, uh, we have Steelbane Hydra, um, Vastwood Hydra, and Voracious Hydra. And then X Green, Green, Green. So at least four mana, uh, we get Lifeblo- Lifeblood Hydra. Um, so, you know, these all come in as zero. Zero zeros, um, and then they end up just getting a lot of, uh, you know, as the, scale, as the game goes on, um, you know. Obviously, the most obvious line of play is to get as much mana as possible, and then just play one big boy. Basically, Hydra's hydra is go This makes some great top decks late in the game. If I need, to, if I you know need to get a big fatty down to rebuild, maybe after a board wipe or just to set another threat, um, just dump all my mana when I'm playing empty-handed. Just dump all the mana into the card that comes down. Sir, sure, that's great. On the other side of things, though, I can also play them early. So you know, if I play feral hydra for one in the green, it becomes a one-one. Not great. And same for a two-two for three. Not super great, but if I need a body on board, I can't really be picky. There are a couple of cards that help ramp that need creatures to be on there. Um, this also helps me. Most other Hydras, you know, start off at least three, four, probably more mana um, for fixed mana costs. Um, so being able to get around that by playing low cost Hydras, uh, if that's all I have in my hand, um, pretty good. Some of these hydras also provide some utility. Uh, hooded Hydra is good wipe protection. If it ends up getting destroyed, hey, I get a bunch of you know Snake One Ones. Um, Steelbeard Hydra does artifact or enchantment removal, which is pretty useful in EDH. Uh, voracious Hydra um, can fight something and remove it. Um, and then Lifebelt Hydra, um, if it ends up getting destroyed, you know I gain life and card draw. So again, uh, removal protection basically. If it ends up getting destroyed, hey, that works out for me. I get to draw more stuff. So, moving to the cost to the fixed uh, CMC um, Hydras that don't have extra cost. Um, so, you know, at three, uh, first up we have Mana Hydra, which is two in a green uh, Hydra trample. Whenever a player casts a spell, put a plus one plus one counter on Mana Hydra. Starts off as a one one. Now, you know, this essentially acts as a Rattlesnake. If, as the game goes on, Opponents are going to be forced to use a removal spell on it, or if they don't, I end up getting a beefy blocker or a pretty potent attacker, especially with Trample, which is pretty key here. Um, so yeah, this is like a pretty great early play, one of my favorites, to be honest. Uh, Scourge of Skull of Veil, a two-a-green for Hydra, Trample. Uh, it enters the battlefield with two plus one, plus one counters on it. Um, but the, the real thing here is that if you can tap it and sack another creature... You can put a number of 1-1 counters on it equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness. So, one, you know, if, you know, say a hydra ends up getting removed, hey, I can instant speed, you know, counter whatever that removal thing makes scores of transfer the counters over the scores of skull of veil, basically functionally. Um, And then also, you know, gain a bunch of, uh, and so that's pretty great. On top of that, you know, we'll talk about Omnath and his elementals in a little bit, um, but you want to be destroying and sacking those if you can. Um, And so this is another outlet for that. you know, moving up to the four C M C Hydras, um, we have Domesticated Hydra. Starts off at two green green for three three with X green 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 monstrosity X, uh, which means as if this creature isn't monstrous, put X plus one plus one counters on it and it becomes monstrous as long as its monstrous has trample. So this is just you know, again, um, even though it starts off at a fixed CMC and a fixed co- and a fixed size you can get the, as big however I want to be it's a great late game mana sink um, especially adding trample on to push through the final bit of damage uh, Palukinos is one of the legendary hardest in the deck uh, two green and green also has a monster's ability but this time for XX and green uh, and when it becomes monstrous it deals X damage divided as I choose among any number of target creatures my opponent's control and it essentially fights all of those creatures um, so, you know, uh, it does scale, again, it does scale, um, you know, uh, in a similar manner, uh, to the Mesquite Hydra with the late game, um, you know, another Legendary Hydra uh, is Ulas, the Hate Seed. Uh, legendary Hydra uh, for two red and the green uh, enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter for each red creature I control and a plus one, plus one counter for each green creature I control. So if it's a red, green creature, I get two plus one, plus one counters. Um, and for one, I can remove a, a plus one, plus one counter and either deal one damage to target creature or create a one, one green sapling creature token. Um, so again, this doesn't necessarily scale Endlessly, in fact, it'll only go down. But it does scale with how many elementals Omnath has produced and are on the field, plus other hydras and other incidental creatures. So it's, it starts off pretty big, and you know, um, being able to just ping away, you know, potential chump blockers is pretty big, especially since some of these hydras don't have uh, trample. Plus, you know, it's legendary, so I'm kind of obligated to include it at this point. Um, at 5, uh, we have Hero's Bane, 3 green-green. Uh, it enters the battlefield with 4 plus 1 plus 1 counters as a 0, zero. And for 2 green and green, uh, essentially I put X plus 1 plus 1 counters in it, where X is its power, basically doubling its powers and just grows exponentially um, on both for every 4 mana I pump into it. Uh, similarly, Iron Scale Hydra, 3 green-green. If a creature would deal damage to Iron Scale Hydra, prevent that damage and put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it. Uh, for 5 this not necessarily indestruct. Well, I mean, it's kind of indestructible through damage. I can be destroyed through other effects or exiled. Um, but for creature based damage, um, combat damage. Yeah, no, this is going to live anything and just get bigger. Basically. Um, Colonian Hydra three green green for zero, zero, uh trample enters with four plus one plus one counters. Whenever it attacks, I do that exponential growth thing with every uh, Hydra I ha- every creature I have. Um, so this is gets ridiculously out of control, um, doubling everything I have. Um, so yeah uh and then sprouting fighter hydra, kind of uh similar thing in that it, it goes endlessly but instead you know most hydras go tall it's a four in green plant hydra with defender so it doesn't get and it doesn't have a way of getting counters on it but when it's dealt damage i put the token into place as a copy of it um so it's just gonna add always gonna have one as long as it's you know either block it's always, as long as it's blocking something there's gonna be another one and just get more and more blockers um, you know, Moving up to six, no legendary Hydra. Gargos versus Watcher, three green, green, green. Um, Vigilance. So Hydra spells cause four less to cast, and when the creature I control becomes target of a spell, it fights up to one target creature I don't control for an eight, seven, which is pretty big uh, for six mana. So, yeah, I mean, cheating out four extra mana worth on my x Hydra spells fighting things and my stuff gets targeted for removal pretty great deterrent uh hydro boot master for green and green uh for a mo- for Hydra monstrosity xx green uh when it becomes monstrous i put x xx green Hydra. so you know right if i paid uh two uh sorry uh two two green so five mana into its monstrosity cost i make two 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 green hydras um and kind of scales up from there um You know, but on top of going tall, we know we're getting the additional plus one, plus one counters on it. It also goes wide with the, you know, baby tie dress. You can call them baby. Um... So yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Hydra Omnivore doesn't get bigger. It's four green and green. And, but when it deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to each other opponent on an 8-8. Eight eight. So, you know, if it's able to connect with one opponent, you know, swinging for 8, actually deal, what, 24 on the four-player game? That's pretty sweet. Um, Nessian uh, Wild Travager is pretty, relatively simple. Um, Tribute 6, uh, if this creature enters the battlefield, an opponent of my choice may play six plus one plus one counters on it. Um, so you can get this all political because when it enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, I may have it fight another target creature uh, and just 6-6. Six, six. So you can be a 6-6 six, six that fights something um, or becomes a 12-12. Um, now, depending on the politics on the game, I could basically try to swing is like, hey, you know, friend of my you know enemy of my enemy who's temporarily my friend can you give me a super big guy or can you help me destroy this thing basically um so yeah i mean that's pretty sweet um you know, also for green and green, we have Oran Reef Hydra, uh, Trample, um, and, and it's similar to the next one, Ovenwald Hydra, which is also for green and green. Um, so basically, they both scale with the number of lands that to play. Orin Reef Hydra starts off as a five-five. Every land that enters the battlefield uh, gets a plus one plus one counter on it, or if it gets two plus one plus one counters, if it's a forest. And then Wall Hydra has reach and just has star star for its power. Simply set it equal to the number of lands I control, but it also gets to, you know, search for a land and put it on the battlefield tapped. Uh, so it helps ramp me as well, which is pretty great. Uh, finally, at 6 mana, we also have Whiptongue Hydra, which is 5 in the green. Uh, for a Lizard Hydra, 4-4, uh, four, four, when it enters the battlefield, it has reach. Uh, I destroy all creatures with flying, uh, which is much-needed flying protection because I actually don't have a ton of reach hydras here. Um, and so and then Whiptongue Hydra gets a plus-one plus-one counter for each creature destroyed that way. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then finally, at eight, uh, we have Colony Hydra. So, the eight, it's, you know, eight green mana symbols. Um, it costs a green mana symbol less for each green creature I control, which, if I have a bunch of Hydra, Salad or a bunch of elemental tokens, just could just be dropped, you know, eight, eight for zero mana with trample. Yes, please. Um, you know, a bit more win, more, frankly, but, you know, I'm not necessarily complaining. So, you know, I have mentioned him a couple times, um, but let's look at Omnath, the commander, a little bit more closely. So, Omnath Locus of Rage is a three red, red, gre- three red, red, green, green, so seven mana total, pretty expensive. Um, legendary creature, Elemental. Uh, landfall, whenever a land it enters the battlefield, create a five five red and green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. Um, and whenever, you know, Omnath or another element like control dies, uh, deals three damage to target the creature or player, and it's a five five. So obviously the ideal play pattern with Hydras is to ramp into big mana and then drop fatties. Um, so early game play a bunch of ramp spells um, and then drop the big fatties. Uh, in earlier iterations of the deck, I was using Omnath Locus of Mana. Uh, what Omnath Locus of Mana does um, is that he basically is a two in a green, so pretty cheaper. Uh, it, green green mana does not empty from my mana pool as steps and phases end and it gets plus one plus one for each green mana in my mana pool uh one one so essentially a mana battery right stores it up endlessly um i would store up mana and then drop it later for a big boy shrinking on that back down to size before i rebuild um the risk though there is being overrun early by more aggressive decks um as i try to hold my mana or you know wars getting board wiped um after i've accumulated the big boys or before i could play something and on that is gone i have no more mana basically um you know, what locus of Rage does is combat that by building a defense. So if my ramp is all land-based ramp in this deck, um, then, you know, by playing lands to, you know, either ramp into Omnath or after Omnath is on the field, ramp into more Hydras, I'm also putting out creatures. And that uh, elemental creatures that basically have a tripwire. If they are messed with, if they are destroyed um, or swung into, basically, um, you know, Omnath or the one of the other Hydras ba- or other elementals um, basically... Will deal a bunch of damage as I see fit. Whoever you know messes with my stuff. Um, in fact, you know if I play early game, ramping the Omnath, create Elemental Block, and then I win with with I can win without the Hydras. Um, but if for some reason my everything is wiped, I have a bunch of lands on the field because I've been ramping. That's fine because then you know I can I have the mana to start playing out my big expensive Hydra spells, um, which is pretty sweet if I sandbag those. There are four elementals in the deck that play nicely in this pattern. Um, first up is Zandikar's Royal. Um, that is three green in the green for a enchantment that whenever I land and was the battlefield, I control... Oh, under, under the battlefield, under my control, I put a 2-2 two, two green elemental creature token onto the battlefield. You know, that basically is just, you know, more elementals uh, doing what I want to do whenever I play lands. Um, a bit smaller than the five fives, but, you know, still trip wires for Omnath's figures' ability. Um, similarly, elemental bond, which is 2 in the green uh, enchantment whenever a creature with power 3 or greater enters the battlefield, draw a card. What has more than 3 power? Usually my hydras and definitely the elementals that Arnath is creating Um, so I'm just going to constantly have my hand stocked with elemental bond. Um, Now kind of one of the like for the longest time one of the dream cards I had for the deck uh, was doubling season I was using parallel lives for a long time until I opened doubling season in the battle bond box. so yeah, a double season allows, you know, it's enchantment for in the green. Uh, if an effect would create one or more tokens under my control, it creates twice that many. And if an effect would put one or more uh, counters on a permanent control, it puts twice that many counters instead. My hiders have a lot of counters. Uh, I'm making a lot of elementals with Omnath. Uh, this is just a great card that synthesizes with everything this deck wants to be doing. Um you know, And then Unbound Fluorescing is a new addition from uh, Modern Horizons, two in the green, uh, enchantment whenever I cast a permanent spell with a mana cost that contains X, double X, and whenever Instant source your Ability uh, has X um, in the mana cost, uh, copy the spell, and choose new targets. In fact, I'm doing it mostly for the first ability, uh, that just makes my Hydra twice as big when I pump months of mana into it. Um, so yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um... Let's see. And then moving on, you know, obviously Omnath kind of encourages a minor elemental sub-theme. I tried not to play into this too much. Um, You know, the ones that I did include are the ones that synergize really well with Omnath specifically. Um, Not just, you know, oh, it's an elemental, throw it in. It's like, oh, this does something with the elementals Omnath produces. Or it helps ramp, or it works with plus one plus one counters, or, you know, uh, they just felt Hydra is, and they do that growth thing over time. So, you know, working way up the curve, uh, we have Generator Servant, uh, running red for an elemental. Uh, tap it to sac, sac, sac it to add two mana for mana pool, and the mana spent on a creature spell uh, it gains haste until end of turn. And it's a two-one. So this trigger works on a couple things. One, uh, it can grant a ca- It can help ramp into a hydra I'm casting. You know, pay two mana this turn. Uh, next turn, I have an additional two mana to pumping to making my hydra big and then that hydra will also have haste which if it has trample you know super great hasty trampler out of nowhere yes please um but also because it sacrifices itself and dies if omnath is on the field then generally the servant will trigger you know omnath's ability which is pretty nice um i already talked about locus of mana i kind of including him mostly because he's the elemental omnath uh that fits within the color pie um so yeah, uh, Forgotten Ancient is kind of like a Managordia Hydra. It's three in the green, elemental, O3. Uh, whenever a player casts a spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and being in my upkeep, I may move any number of plus one plus one counters from Forgotten Ancient onto other creatures. So Forgotten Ancient basically is functionally a Gorgia Hydra, copy number two, and it gets bigger, but also moving counters around, especially the Trampling Hydras, or Hydras that will exponentially grow the number of counters they have, is you know really big game uh, with Forgotten Ancient um next up uh we have the magma uh three red red uh elemental for four four uh pay one sacrifice a non-land permanent uh deals one damage to target creature player again this is just an easy sack outlet for the elementals that uh Omneth has this ups the beam factor of the deck you know everything everything uh the purpose of existence is simple. Everything is fuel for the Magma, um, as per its flavor text. In uh, a similar note, uh, Skull Muncher is 4 in the green for a 3-3 three, three elemental with Devour 1. So as it comes into play, I may sacrifice any number of creatures and then the and then this creature comes into play with more plus one plus one counters on it, and when it comes into play, draw a card for each creature devoured. valid. So this is a triple threat: uh, one, it plays to plus one plus one counters, uh, like Hyde was doing, gets really big; uh, two, it's a way to uh, sack you know some of Omnath's uh, elementals uh, and end up you know getting a bunch of lightning bolts for free; uh, and three, uh, it basically can draw me more stuff uh, by sacrificing that stuff. So that's a pretty nice uh, one through three combo there. Um, You know, I also have a Rumbling Ruin, which is from uh, uh, one of the recent Ravnica sets. Uh, Five in the Red for an elemental 6-6. When it enters the battlefield, count the number of plus one, plus one counters on creatures I control, which Hydras is going to be a lot. Uh, Creatures on my opponents with power less than or equal to that number can't block this turn. Uh, Since most of my Hydras don't have Trample, this is a really easy way for me to get my Hydras through. Especially if they were having a bunch of chump blockers that would just eat it up the damage, so um, this is a way to kind of out of nowhere just be able to swing. Um, and finally two legendary uh, elementals, we have Multani for green green, uh, reach and trample for 0 with plus one plus one for each land I control or in the graveyard, and with I can play one in the green to return lands I control to my hand. Um, oh, play one in the green and return two lands I control to my owner's hand uh, and then return it from the graveyard to the hand so it's kind of endlessly comes back. Uh, and then Malamo, Morrow's Serp- uh, Sorcerer, not quite as great uh, as, you know, much tricky stuff to do as as Multani, but for four green, 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 so seven mana, uh, it's a legendary elemental with star, star, power and toughness equal to the number of lands I control. Basically a Hydra, like Ovenwald Hydra and it also has Trample. Um, so yeah, um, You know, there is one elemental in here that doesn't really fit into the theme. Honestly, I should probably cut it, but it just the me- the meme factor on this is too great. Obsidian Fireheart is one red, red, red. So four mana total for an elemental four four with one red red. Put a blaze counter blaze on target land without a blaze counter on it. As long as the land has a blaze counter on it, it has at the beginning of your upkeep, this land deals one damage to you. The land continues to burn after obsidian fireheart leaves the battlefield. That's as great flavor text as a minor text. Um Honestly, probably to get rid of it, but hey, it's land stag. It's it's an elemental. Why not? Um, if I'm not, if I'm gonna not be too strict about this, so I should. I should. Anyway, uh, ramp. Uh, aside from land the last so you know that's 30 hydras uh, th- four enchantments um, nine elementals and one commander so that's what uh, 30 40 44 already um, so if I'm playing 60 64 spells you know you know that I have 20 pieces of ramp um, so, yeah, they were, again, at different points in the curve. I'm going to kind of get through this quickly. we at like half an hour, but um, starting off uh, with the one CMC. I'm going to skip Amory of the Vigor because that comes into play later. Um, Explorer Scope. Uh, one mana for a equipment uh, that's with equip cost one. Whenever equipped creature attacks, look at the top card of my library, which is a land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped. Um, the fact that it gets it directly on the land kind of is what it was keeping. Having me keep it in here. Um, I do need an early play creature, which is why having the low cost Hydras uh, be able to equip this and kind of swing in um, just to get more lands into play is, you know, kind of a reason to play a, a low cost uh, Hydra, even though it's pretty small. Um, but yeah, uh, at two, we move up uh, to Colony Heart Expedition, uh, one in the green for an enchantment. Landfall, whenever land enters battlefield, put a quest counter on Colony Heart Expedition, and I can remove three. Quest counters and sacrifice it to get two basic lands from the la- library on the battlefield tapped and so from my library. Um, Ordeal of Nylia does a similar thing for one in the green. Um, it's an or that equips a creature um, and then if whenever it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. If there are at least three plus one, plus one counters on it, sacrifice the enchantment and then basically get two basic lands onto the battlefield tapped. Um, so, you know, for two mana, these get me uh, to... Um, two basic lands onto the battlefield directly. Um, and, you know, Ordeal of Nilea is great because I'm already having creatures with plus one, plus one counters on them uh, and colony exp- hard expedition. And that's trivial to get, you know, more lands into play with it. Um, you know, uh, the, the other pieces at two, um, Sort of the Animus is another equipment. Um, plus one, plus one, plus one uh, you know, equip two and cost two to the play. But whenever a creature attacks, I can basically sort of a basic land point on the battlefield tapped. Um, and then... Rampant growth is one in the green. Uh, just simply, you know, get one basic land on the battlefield, battlefield, t- and put on the battlefield, tap, and so for the library. Um, you know, so basically, I'm either getting unconditional one ma- for two mana, I should get at least unconditionally one. Uh, battle, uh, one basic land onto the battlefield tapped or conditionally get two uh, in some sort of the animus case I get uh, multiple um, lands over time if I can attack repeatedly um, moving up to three uh, we have course of crew it's an enchantment creature one green green centaur um, two four play with the top card of my library revealed uh, place a la- I can play la- put the top card of my library onto the battlefield if it's lego land- so count as my land drop for the turn um, and I want to land and with the battlefield, under my control, I gained one life. So this just gets additional value from playing a bunch of lands, basically. Um, I probably could probably do better than course of Kufix. to be honest, if I want to directly ramp. Um, but, you know, it's been there for a super long time. I kind of want to just keep it in there. Um, I mean, if I'm reading still, I probably would cut it. Um you know, otherwise we have Cultivate Kadabra Sweets, which are functionally the same thing. Uh, They're basically rampant growth, except I also add another uh, basic land into my hand, uh, not just the one onto the battlefield tapped for one additional mana. Um, Fertilid is two in the green um, for an Elemental zero zero with two plus one plus one counters. Uh, one in the green, one in the green. I can remove a counter from it. Search for the base- basic land put on the battlefield tapped. Um, so basically, rampant growth on a body that. You know, usually would have two uses, but you know, with plus one, plus one counters, um, synergies. You know, I can potentially get more uh, with um, with sacrifice. You know, or with Omnath needing stuff to die, elementals to die, this synergizes with that. So, four is a really good fit uh, for this deck. Um, and primal growth. Um, you know, similar thing two in the green. Um, I can search my library for about basic land card point battlefield tapped that's normally just the rampant growth however if I kick and sacrifice a creature which hey there are elementals Omnath has that wants to be sacrificed instead I can put two onto the battlefield and the great thing is that uh, it doesn't put them tapped it puts them untapped uh, so I can play, use that mana immediately this turn to keep going basically um, and I've just made more high, I just replaced the elemental I sacked with, two, you know, un, with one plus another one so uh, primal growth is, is net value here uh, for Omnath in play uh, moving up to four um, I have explosive vegetation. I know I probably should upgrade it to migration path of mycoria. Flavor doesn't quite match what Omnath is, you know, the locus of elemental energy on the plane. Explosive Vegetation just fits that a lot more better. Plus, I really love the art from Dragon's here. To tar- to um, so, functionally better, yes, but I really enjoy Explosive Vegetation. Um, let's see, we have Into the Wild, which is, again, another enchantment I probably should cut. At the beginning of my upkeep, I can put a, the top card of my library into play if it's a land card, um, which is distinct from my land play for the turn, so I could potentially double land it in the turn. Um, but again, that's not guaranteed. Um I don't even draw the card if it doesn't, which more recent versions of this effect lets you either put it on or draw the card. Um, Simic is pretty busted. Um I also have Sky Squad Claim, uh, basically a better explosive vegetation, because they come, explosive vegetation because they come in untapped. And then finally, I also have Rosine Meanderer, which is uh, a Legendary Giant for 3 in the gruel, so either 3 red or 3 green. Uh, legendary Giant Shaman, I can add the 4 to my mana pool, but only use it to pay a uh, cost that contain X for a 4-4. Um, so, you know, this is kind of like definitely fits in any X-cost Hydro Tile deck. Um, as well oh we also have um you know at, five, at four we also have uh stone seed hierophant which is two green green for a human druid one one uh, whenever a land comes into play under your control untap it uh, and then i can tap it to untap target land so one this helps ramp by you know untapping lands to, to get more mana out but it's actually combos with the next card and also uh or with Amulet of Vigor, which the next card also does. So the next card, Perilous Forage, three green-green enchantment. Pay one and sacrifice a creature. We have the, hide, we have the elementals you want to sacrifice. Uh, search your library for a land card with a basic land type. Put it on it the, on the play tapped. Uh, Self my library. Um, so again, the obvious karma with the om- Omneth Elementals. Sack them, or place themselves, do a bolt. Um, however, on top of that, Amulet of Vigor and Stone Seed Hierophant um, basically make it so that Whenever a land enters the battlefield, I can have that land untapped. Pillars Forest makes that land come in tapped, but we can untap those. Um, so I can just loop through, you know, Omnath and and one of the two untappers and Pillars Forest in play. Pay a mana, sacrifice an Elemental, um, get a land into play. Um, okay, you get the land into play that makes a new Elemental. That land will now be untapped, and I now have that one extra mana to tap it. Sacrifice the new Elemental that just got made. Get another another baseline now this will go on either as much life as my opponent has or as much basic lenses as i have in the deck so this is actually i'm really looking at the mana base now i might want to upgrade my mana base to be more basic uh heavy here um but yeah uh, this is the only semi infinite loop in my deck I'm aware of, but I figure it's a good safety valve, especially if you know I just need to finish the game. Um, I also have uh, at five traverse the outlands. Um, you know the high power that it's basically a sorcery for four and green. Search your library for X basic land cards where X is the greatest power Monkeys I control. Put those lands on cards under the battlefield tapped and for my library. Um, this again yes it basically plays nicely with you know the five power you know paying five mana to get five basic lands pretty good or more if i have a bigger hydra in play um so that's pretty nice um i think again because of the number of of basics in my deck i might actually want to swap this out for a cheaper take it out for cheaper um i also have avatar of growth uh which is one of the promo it's like a one of the Game night, I think, cards. Um, four green and green, elemental avatar costs one less for each uh, opponent control. So, for three opponents um, in the four player deck, this costs three mana. A trample, four four. And when it enters the battlefield, each player searches the library for two basic lands, put them on the battlefield, and then suffers the library. So, that's untapped mana, which is great. Uh, giving it to the opponents, nice political points. Um, and yeah, uh, gets an elemental, which works with Omnath as well. Um, there are, I also do have one more ramp spell which is actually uh, Animus Awakening, uh, X in the green sorcery, reveal the top X cards in my library, um, put all of the cards from among them onto the battlefield tapped and the rest on the battlefield in a random order. Uh, if they come in, I can then untap those lands, which is nice especially the lands that naturally come in tapped. Um, again, this is definitely an X spell, feels very Hydra-ish, uh, which is why I have it in the deck. So yeah, that's uh, my—meanwhile, so I'm going to look at the the mana mana base. Um, I have 36 lands, as I described before. Honestly, I should probably do a bit more, maybe 40-ish lands, cut a couple of the ramp spells, um, given the amount of ramp that I'm doing. Um, I'm also at 25 basic lands, split between 17 forests and 8 mountains, and the other what? that's uh, uh, 11 cards are— um, were, aside from Nykthos Which plays in the green devotion um, That I have um, All the other lands allow me to search, make multiple land ops In a turn by sacrificing themselves To search up basic lands uh, I don't have any of the good fetches here This is relatively budget um, But I do want to figure out the exact ratios Between basic lands and these fetchers, um, And then also the general ramp cards I'm thinking Maybe I need to cut the uh, Maybe I need to go up to 40 lands um, Make cut down maybe to like f- five is or five to ten but probably five five to seven um lands that come in and uh and sacrifice themselves to get the multiple land ops in a turn um and then you know maybe cut down 15 um cut down the 15 ramp cards instead of uh, 20 um But yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to play around with that to see. Anyway, that's my Omneth Hydro deck as it stands now. Um, There are a few things I'm thinking of adjusting. I already already talked about fixing my ramp package. Um... You know i also want to minimize the elemental synergies in the deck since i'm planning a an Omnath of the royal deck um that plays more of that space um if i were to replace those elemental cards i might actually use a slot and fling or thud uh so fling is an instant for one in the green one in the red sorry uh sac- an additional cost to cast it cat sacrifice a creature and it deals damage equal to the sacrifice creatures power to target creature or player uh, Thud is the same thing, except it's sorcery speed and only one red mana. Um, so, I mean, the mean value of th- chucking or yeeting a giant hydra uh, at an opponent to kill them is pretty great. Um, I can also just do this with one of the hide- uh, the net elementals to, you know, essentially 8 damage for 2 two mana or 1 mana. Pretty good. Um you know, uh, on top of that, uh, I will be adding Capricopian from the C20 decks into the deck. Um, and I also plan on adding the oh, which is a one-mana legendary artifact. Whenever a creature I control leaves the battlefield, um, if it had counters on it, put those counters onto the ozolith At the beginning of the combat on my turn, if it has counters on it, I can move those counters onto another creature. So, hey, my Hydra dies. Okay, put, store the counters on the ozolith Put another Hydra down. That swings. It gets all the power of the old Hydra as well pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, that could also get exponential real quickly. Um, just as more and more hydras turn through and, and feed the oscillate, which feeds more hydras. Um, now, I was considering adding Aspect of Hydra and Hydra's Growth, which is an uh, instant and and or respectively, from Theros and Theros uh, Beyond Death, respectively, for the flavor of Hydras. But, frankly, they'll just do too little impact to, really flavor to, to match the deck, even if the flavor would be pretty sweet. Though, I guess Hydras don't need the Aspect of Hydra on them. Maybe they can have the Hydra's Growth, but that's what he built into the card anyway, so... Anyway, with that, that's my deck tech on what I would call my signature EDH deck. It uh, definitely represents the way I love to play Magic. You know, it's a little bit Timmy uh, with some sneaky synergies that you know aren't always immediately apparent. Um, and they play into the theme and lore of the game and the worlds that these these characters live in. You know, I can just picture the kind of planeswalker, probably from Zendikar, who you know maybe worships the royal worships the mana that comes out of it and Omnath and then he just ends up sparking and jumping from plane to plane uh looking for creatures with the most heads and feeding them extra mana to just make even more heads and kind of obsessively getting I guess that's kind of a good way to describe the way I'm just like an obsessive collector of all of these creature types into a single deck Um, that's the kind of roleplay I can get behind you know there are definitely games I've played with this where I could have swung in for lethal and everyone knew it but I let them play among themselves while I just pump my hydras more to get even bigger. Uh, maybe, you know, just to see hey, okay, I'll give you a chance to get it out just one more turn uh, before my exponential hydras got up to a certain power level. Just to see how far I could get that number on, like, I didn't need to get a calculator to figure out how big my hydras were. So, yeah. Oh, I also definitely have added googly eyes to all the tokens in my Angry Omneth playmat, so, yeah, that's pretty fun. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, that's the end of this episode. Uh, this casting of this pod is slowly coming to its resolution. Uh, you can find Into the Ether Vortex on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And you can leave a review on one of those podcast stores on podchaser.com. Links in the show notes. I'll also include a link to my architect uh, with this uh, deck list. Um, you can reach out with ideas or feedback on Twitter at Ether Pod or at email at Into the at gmail.com. Uh, again, my architect will be linked. Uh, the username is Ninja Boy, boy with an I. I also stream Magic Arena every Friday on at ninjaboy Boy 333 boy with an eye on twitch uh, again links in the show notes uh, the intro and outro music is provided by kevin macleod you can find his stuff at incompetech.filmmusic.io editing and production is provided by ninzboy media until next time remember may your lands be plentiful but not too plentiful all right bye guys enjoy the hydras